0: Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 1 John chapter 3 from the World English Bible. See how great a love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. For this cause the world doesn't know us, because it didn't know Him. Beloved, now we are children of God. It is not yet revealed what we will be, but we know that when He is revealed, we will be like Him, for we will see Him just as He is. Everyone who has this hope set on him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Everyone who sins also commits lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take away our sins, and no sin is in him. Whoever remains in him doesn't sin. Whoever sins hasn't seen him and doesn't know him. Little children, let no one lead you astray. He who does righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. To this end, the Son of God was revealed, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever is born of God doesn't commit sin, because his seed remains in him, and he can't sin, because he is born of God. In this the children of God are revealed, and the children of the devil. Whoever doesn't do righteousness is not of God, neither is he who doesn't love his brother. For this is the message which you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, unlike Cain, who was of the evil one and killed his brother. Why did he kill him? Because his deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Don't be surprised, my brothers, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life, Because we love the brothers. He who doesn't love his brother remains in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life remaining in him. By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, then closes his heart of compassion against him, how does God's love remain in him? My little children, let's not love in word only or with the tongue only, but in deed and truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth and persuade our hearts before him. Because if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our hearts don't condemn us, we have boldness toward God. So whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. This is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, even as he commanded. He who keeps his commandments remains in him, and he in him. By this we know that he remains in us, by the Spirit which he gave us. That is the end of chapter 3. Here in the section of John's letter that we call chapter 3, he is building on the mention of the Father's love that was in chapter 1, verse 15, as being opposed to the world. John writes that the Father has loved us with so great a love that we can now be called children of God. And this is a reference to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 12, where the right to be called the children of God is given to those who believe in his name believing in his name, signifying, receiving him as the God and Savior he declares himself by name to be. Because of this status, we will be like him when he is revealed in ways not yet made completely known to us. Those who have this hope live to pursue the same purity that he, God is, God is pure, which is the opposite of lawlessness we can tell that this word is speaking of a way of living, which helps us understand how John is comparing purifying ourselves to lawlessness and this idea of not sinning in this part of the letter. I think since we know that we all still sinned, and was as was mentioned in chapter 2, verse 1, we can miss the ways that sin is being spoken of in this section. David Gusick, in his commentary on the Blue Letter Bible, points out that the Greek uses grammar here that clearly indicates an ongoing practice, but we can also see that in the English by one, noting the comparison of purifying, and two, using some other English words as examples. For instance, I can say, I garden, and it means I have a practice or habit of regularly growing a garden. On the other hand, I can say I planted a bush, and few people would assume that gardening is a regular priority. I might also say I run, which most people think means I run on purpose at least a couple of times a week. But if I say I run when I feel like it, that's lacking in consistency. So when it says in verse 6 that whoever remains in him doesn't sin, it means such a person doesn't pursue or practice sin. There is a clear dichotomy being made. God is righteous his children will desire to be righteous. Sin will be unbearable. The devil is a sinner from the beginning, and those who practice likewise are following the devil's ways. You can't have one foot in each camp. Keep in mind here the theme of the righteous live by faith, as it talks about in Hebrews. This is not a works manifesto. Rather, it is a statement that faith in the righteousness of God can only lead in one direction which includes the particular example of loving our brother. Now, this is an example of gender inclusive use of the masculine in a grammatical sense. So, it includes brothers and sisters, men and women. And though John uses Cain's example of the first murder, since this is being talked about brothers in the context of us being children of God, it seems to be referring to fellow believers in Jesus Christ, the church. In contrast, To allow or feel hatred is to wish death or extreme harm on someone which is not congruent with the forgiveness we have accepted and should therefore extend at least to those God has also forgiven. And that's what John is emphasizing here, though in other places it does mention loving our enemy. Now, Cain's reaction to Abel's righteous deeds was to kill him. This is the thing we see throughout the scripture with the prophets and in history, People who want to, who choose to pursue sin, don't want anyone around to expose that, to shine light, to be a counterexample. They hate light because it shows them and their hearts for what they really are, so they snuff out the light. But getting back to the discussion about love, if Jesus laid down his life, then we can certainly help those who are truly in need. I expect in John's day, it may have been more obvious who was really in need, but there have always been fakers and manipulators, which is mentioned in places like 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. Then John explains that in showing such love, we can also persuade our own hearts. However, know that God is greater than what we might feel emotionally in our hearts, and he knows everything. He is our steady rock. By this acting according to love, based on believing in His name, we can come in boldness and prayer. As our hearts are submitting to Him, our prayers result in us receiving from Him what we ask according to this humble following of His commandments, the caveat always being that you can really only follow God's commandment when it does come from the heart, for that is the nature of those commands. And much like a husband's prayers won't be hindered when they honor their wives, as it says in 1 Peter 3, 7, our prayers won't be hindered when our hearts are right before God. And this is how we know we remain, we abide, we live in Him, which is confirmed by the Spirit, by the Comforter that He gave us. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey.